0: Welcome to Conversations Beyond the Veil. I'm your host, Sayo Nickerson. We hope that you will join Brandon, Victoria, and I as we aim to make sense of the past, age-old mysteries, and historical figures through mediumship, where we chat with beings or spirits on the other side who have a story to tell. If you are curious about history and our world and always wish that you could talk to someone from the past, then this podcast is probably gonna be quite interesting for you. Prepare to be fascinated and intrigued. We certainly are. We never know where it's going to go, and we hope that you will come along for the ride. So welcome to the King Tut episode of Conversations Beyond the Veil. I really enjoyed this episode. What about you?
1: Yeah, Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Why? Good question. Probably because King Tut, he comes through as... A very almost charming and very light-hearted person. He dealt with, if you know anything about King Tut, he was born very uh, in physically bad shape. Uh, Club foot, fused vertebrae, and some other ailments, physical ailments, and probably with that comes mental ailments.
0: Which comes from a long line of inbreeding within the family, because the pharaohs all married their siblings. And that goes back, in his case, we know of at least three generations. So it gets pretty bad pretty fast.
1: Yeah, and so just to let you know, we did a King Tut episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was neat because we get into a lot of the palace intrigue that was happening at that time, which of course, this is like 3,000 years ago now. So trying to actually piece together from historical documents... It's amazing how much they can figure out just from reading the hieroglyphs and the tombs and stuff like that. But there are so many unanswered questions, which I'm excited about because that was the whole kind of purpose of doing this podcast was to try to shed some light on the things that weren't clear and see if we could get a clearer image of events through the practice of mediumship.
1: It felt like a Game of Thrones episode we'll go through it in the podcast of what happened during that time period Uh, his father was Akhenaten and Akhenaten completely changed pretty much the Egyptian religion and the way the even even moved the capital city and changed the art changed the way they worshiped their god it went from gods to god and or sun, the sun, and it was pretty cool how we see from King Tut's perspective what was going on, how he was involved in moving, moving pieces around as almost like a chessboard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. I always wish whenever we do these, I always wish I had way more information at my fingertips because it actually does help Victoria the medium um, to know more or to have certain details. Cause I think, it, it just helps bring in more information when she has something to work off of. So it would be really interesting to actually do an episode like this with someone who is an Egyptologist, perhaps, who knows this era really well. I think that would be really neat. So in future, I always hope to do more research, but of course we do these once a week and then we have busy lives and I don't get around to looking into the topics as much as I would or if I read them then I don't recall it as well as I should. So that's um, one thing that I would like to work on more for future and I want to do more of these episodes like this and it was also very exciting because we were able to go back 3000 years in the past and get a pretty clear sense of that being King Tut, who he was, what his life was like and all of that. So very fun and we hope that you enjoy this
1: episode. Yeah, enjoy.
0: Welcome to this week's episode of Conversations Beyond the Veil, and I'm very excited because we get to, or we're going to see, because we never know what's going to happen exactly, but we are going to explore ancient Egypt. I just love ancient Egypt, so um, I'm very happy and thankful that Brandon and Victoria have agreed to this topic for this week, which is... King Tut. King Tut. We're gonna see what we can learn from King Tut.
1: King Tutankham. Why, real quick, why is it one of your most fascinating?
0: Well, not him particularly. I just love that period. I was when I was a kid, I was like fascinated. My parents still laugh at me because, for Christmas one year, I asked to have a co- I wanted my own copy of the Book of the Dead. Because I wanted to learn how to read hieroglyphs, oh, cool. which I never did learn, and it turns out it's not that difficult, so that was a bit of a fail on my part. I don't know, there's something about that time and the monuments, and I don't know. I just, I'm really fascinated by it and always have been.
2: Yeah, Egypt is one of those countries I really would like to go to and experience it in real life. But I haven't studied anything Egypt since I was, well, in primary school, so like from somewhere between 5 and 10 this makes more sense now, it's Tutankhamun. Yeah. Okay, when you say that, I'm not young, I know who that is, but King Tut. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard him called King Tut. Yeah. Feels strange to be calling in a man. I don't know why, I feel like we've done so many women lately but.
0: But before, we'd only done men.
2: Have we? What? who have we yeah. done? Elvis, Char- Charles,
0: True. I don't know, if some Those guys, go back guys. to Tefe, the Japanese guys. <laughs> True,
2: okay.
1: Do you know anything about Tutankhamun? Egypt. Okay.
2: He's from there. <laughs> Many years ago.
1: Pharaoh, king.
2: Yeah, that's about Warner. Okay. Is this yeah. Cleopatra time or is this a whole different time? Different
0: time.
1: Very different time. Okay, a so
0: thousand years before. They're the only or two more.
2: names I could tell you.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay, well, that's good then. Then we have a clean <laughs> slate and we'll just see what comes.
2: Okay, calling in King Tut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> king Tut.
2: Gosh, I feel so stupid about it today. Okay. (laughs) We're we're calling you in. Please come in. If you would like to, of course. Do you know what? I'm getting the sense, because he's not stepping forward, that we need to tune into the time first before we ask him to come forward. Okay. There's something about the time. Like, I feel like maybe you guys have questions about what was going on at that time.
1: Um, There's a lot, but do we want to lead her?
2: Yeah, because there
0: was I mean there was a lot of stuff that went on with his father, but so what do you mean by the time, like okay, the dates?
2: See. Because no, like um, what would have been going on politically or uh, what were like the the things going on during that time period. Okay. But why don't you why I don't you explain that? Try and tap into that rather than
1: Oh boy. Asking I'm, you I'm gonna do my best not to lead you though. How am I gonna do that? Okay,
2: let me let me just feel into it first and see what I come up with, and then you can fill in the blanks. Okay. Yeah? Yeah? Okay.
1: So, time
2: period around King Tartan, what's going on? First thing I'm hearing is civil unrest. Does that make sense? Mm Yep. Okay. Feeling a need for certain people in power to hide or escape, and also there's certain people in power or high up that aren't as bad as the others. Like, there's conflict between people in power as well it's not just that the people are unhappy there's like a rivalry or rift between people in power can you get a sense of what kind of rift what it's from energetically one person feels much darker than the other it's like the way someone is ruling isn't good it doesn't feel like it's fair to the people and who's that person It's definitely a man and I feel like there's violence. I sense a lot of violence from him. Lack of understanding, lack of compassion, but then there's someone else with a younger, fresher energy who feels like that he better understands the people and what they need.
0: And they're both men.
2: Yep. That's my sense. One's
1: obviously older, the other one's younger.
2: That's what it feels like, both age and energetically.
1: Is one a king and the other not?
2: It feels like this younger one is either about to come into power and be like the king or the leader. Because the other one feels like he has authority and has done for a while. But it's kind of like, it's your time to go and he's resisting going. Um, what's their relationship with each other? It feels like they would be family. Very close.
1: Brothers? No. Father, son? Yeah, they're
2: not of the same generation.
1: Uncle?
2: It feels more like it would be father, son, or at least father figure, if it were an uncle. Because it feels slightly unnatural that there's a split between them.
0: I feel like I need to push pause and go do some research. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, okay. Because there's. I think there was a lot of machinations going on at that time. But then there's also like, there's regents, there's viziers, there's pharaohs. There's okay. pharaohs in waiting, like there's this, priests. all these, and the priests. There's like a lot of different possible power figures. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I'm like, okay, how do I?
1: And his king. I have Tut, a better
0: understanding of it, which
2: I don't.
1: Is the um, the father figure and the young one? Is this is this young one, King Tut? Th-
2: that's my sense. Is that this younger one?
1: Yeah, okay.
2: and it feels like I want to talk to him, like he feels more, now more present and like he wants to share something.
1: Okay, what, what would he like to share?
2: Like he's coming through with quite bright colours, like the certain blue colours he's coming through with.
1: Does that mean anything
0: in your mm-hmm. experience?
2: I mean, blue would always symbolise like throat chakra, um, maybe even emotions, expression but it feels like he's more just showing it as like a color of the time. Maybe it um, is a symbol of status because it feels like it would be on a stone and it's a kind of like, it's a turquoise blue.
0: Lapis lazuli,
2: probably. That's what I was yeah. thinking. But that's usually a bit darker blue. Okay, we'll just see what he says. I feel like I'm sensing that even though he's coming through with a softer, nicer energy than his father or whoever it is that he's having a power struggle with, I'm hearing him say like he still had to make certain decisions that weren't. His rule or time in power wasn't without struggle or conflict. Um, and he, it's not like he didn't have to make hard decisions like the other person did.
0: So you're getting the sense that he's trying to show you that he was someone important. But it wasn't just like, oh, you're the king, it's so easy or whatever. It's like, you know, no, my my reign was important too. I had to do things. He's being
2: very honest, it feels like. Because I'm feeling him, his energy as a whole, his soul maybe in this incarnation, feels more positive and lighter than the other person. But it feels like he's being honest and saying, but it's not like I didn't do bad things as well. Or didn't have to make decisions that would have caused harm to others. Is there like an example of what that would be? Something about it being rotten from the inside, and he had to cut that out. So it feels like he may have had to get rid of like a whole faction of people that perhaps were outdated and connected to this other ruler. So yeah, cut out a whole group of people, which I would say is kill. Mm. Yeah, to start fresh.
0: Okay. Interesting. Is that fitting with what you know of the time, Brendan?
1: It's more of his father's times like that, and this father figure, is that his father? His father figure, his father? Or is this somebody completely different?
2: I want to say it's his father.
0: Um, do you know, do you get a sense if the person, the younger one, is actually King Tut? Or could he be King Tut's father? Because we've talked about also talking to him. So I'm wondering if maybe that's coming through stronger or if you're pretty sure that, that the
2: younger one is King Tut. Age-wise and feeling, the one I'm speaking to feels like it would be son.
1: Why would he feel a need to cut out this father figure and kill all these people?
2: Probably even we say that, it sounds so harsh and it doesn't fit who he is, who this person is here. It's like, okay, when someone new comes into power and the people that are ruling with you are supporting you are still aligned with the previous ruler, or they have been in it for so long that they're kind of outdated, and it's a need for like a clean slate. It feels like.
1: So he was coming in to rule.
2: At whatever point he comes in to be king.
1: Okay, because like at
2: that point he had to make cuts.
1: His dad would have been dead by then because he'd come in when his dad dies, and so. There's... Is there
2: no struggle before between them, like? In that relationship, that anyone knows about, there's
1: not too much about that relationship because Akhenaton was his father, and Akhenaten was cons—he uh, was considered a rebel ruler. He was the the priests hated him because he moved. One of the first things he did was he changed their art, which was huge. He didn't want everybody to be conflicted with having to do the same style of art that the priests asked for. He says, do your own style, make it as natural as you can. Make it, you see that leaf, draw the leaf. Don't draw it a different way that the priest wants you to. That was huge for a change in their consciousness. But he had a lot of the conflicts because he was changing Egypt.
0: We changed the religion too, right? Yeah,
1: changed the religion, completely changed the religion from the deity worships Polytheism to monotheism, but he didn't. Uh, he said that there is a creator and there is one, and the way that he could show this creator, he said, it's the sun. So we're going to start worshiping the sun and not these other deities of the priests. Then he moved Thebes to a different location. He moved the, the capital to a different location, changed the architecture and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So his father was a huge. Disruptor.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, this, they don't know how he died. He had a very short reign. And how long? It was like 17 years. I can know. Yeah. And then he mysteriously died. And, but he did not look human, I'll just say that. <laughs> so he may have had some type of deformity. So when he dies, King Tut's the next in line.
0: And he's nice. nine years old.
1: Yeah. Or eight
0: when he takes over. Wow. So he's really young.
1: And so I'm wondering who this father figure is. Is it one of the priests? That's that's what i
0: Or the Grand Vizier.
1: I don't know who that is.
2: Um, I A Y is his name. Well my sense there was that
1: That would make sense. Okay.
2: The father is this, what's his name? Aku Matan. Akhenaten. Come, Ak Ack,
0: Acky,
2: Papa Acky, yeah like I said he he felt darker like there was more bad shit under him compared to this younger person that's coming in so it fits for me okay that there's younger and older and does this young King Tat or he's not king at that point is he aware of what his father is doing at that yeah, I age. don't know. And was he not okay with it? Like because he feels so much lighter and like a brighter soul. Therefore, does his even if it's unconsciously, does he know that this is happening? But he's also coming through and being really honest and and saying like he's not perfect. He had to do things too, just like his father did. But it feels like his father left a lot of rot inside of whatever was going on, and then young King Tut or whatever age he was. I don't know. If you're eight, you probably don't really rule, do you? <laughs> Everyone else probably does it for you.
0: Yeah. No, and that's the thing. There was also regents and, like, Nefertiti was the not his mother, but she was the wife of Akhenaten, and so she might have kept ruling after he died okay. for a few years. Like, nobody really knows.
2: Okay, but this definitely feels like two men.
0: Okay. Um, I was going to say, since he's there and, and seems so bright in spirit like can he tell us more about himself
2: mm-hmm. uh, in as king top or just as, as
0: whoever he wants to okay. like what he wants to share i just think if he's if he's being honest and wanting you know he might have more to say
2: okay i'll get him to take me to a certain age maybe because if he became king at such a young age then maybe stuff that he i feel the like ones to say i feel like asking him how does it feel to become king, like your father's died, how do you feel? There's like a sense of pride. It's like I see this little boy kind of smiling and like, oh, but also he's way too young to feel prepared. It's like he hasn't had enough time to be prepared by everyone around him for his role. So his like child immature self is kind of like, oh, I'm king, but he, he hasn't caught up Immaturity yet to really know what that means, so it's a naivety.
0: And so, what was it like ruling at that age? Like
2: hearing, <laughs> like, well, I'm treated like a king, fawned over. Yeah, in like in mannerisms and, and just the way he's treated physically, but the energy of like working and actually being king and doing it, there's not really anything there.
0: So somebody else is yeah. really ruling.
1: Is there are there several people or is it just maybe I?
2: There's definitely a male. There's one male here who feels like he had a really prominent role, and he would have been in direct contact with King Tut and led him
0: in a in a good way. Like, does he feel positive feelings for this person, or is it more like a control? Well,
2: King Tut doesn't really have a say. Um... It feels I'm feeling like it's someone in a religious faction or position, because this what I'm feeling that they're wearing. Mm. It almost reminds me of Game of Thrones. Have you seen? Yeah, which? Um, Ver Verus.
1: Oh, no, the priest, right? Not. I haven't seen. I've have only the problems.
2: ones you know the ones that um when Cersei gets sent through the streets and she's a uh,
0: gets oh. thrown at her
2: whoever those I can't remember what they called watching Yeah, ages. I forgot too. But those, like, religious fanatics, aren't they?
0: Yeah, like the real solemn, like, serious ones.
2: Yeah. There's something, there's a feeling, similar feeling. I don't, let's see if he was as evil as that. But just seeing him, like, kind of cloaked and, like, he's the head of something. And somehow he's made his way in to, like, be the king's advisor. Mm. I
1: imagine they're reconstructing their whole civilization again because it was completely interrupted and got away
2: (laughs) okay so it feels like there's this time period between his father dying and him becoming of an age where he actually has a say and can rule there's this liminal time where it's for other people to come in and kind of make changes that they want to whereas and then I think it feels like there's a point I mean I'm kind of worried that oh gosh now King Tut spent his whole adolescence being brainwashed by people and I like I hope that he then makes it into his own rule because it feels like there's this space in between where other people are like okay this is our chance we can reorganize this in the way that we want to before he wakes up and has his own opinion does that make sense yeah okay
0: yeah I'm sure it probably was just like that mm. how could it be any other way really with mm. him being so young
2: yeah yeah Okay, what age does do you come in and make it your own? 17 is standing out to me. So there's something at 17, and also 25. Don't know why, but those ages, and numbers will stick out to me. Uh,
0: he died um, young, 18. he, died at, he died at 18 or 19.
1: I think it was 19. So he didn't make it
2: to 25. Interesting, why are you showing 25? Don't know.
1: What was his childhood like?
2: Okay, something about his mother. Where she gets a sense he feels a bit lonely. It's like the feeling of roaming the halls by yourself. Did his mum die young when he was really young? I think so. Okay, because it feels kind of sad that she's like not there. Doesn't really feel like he had a loving mother. like Actual Mm -hmm. mother. Or someone who would have replaced her as mother.
0: What about other family members?
2: It's, I'm hearing like I was kept separate from people, why? because he would become king as if like they know, and so he has a different path to follow. It's different rules for him. Do you have siblings? Yes, okay, it feels like there's a there was a separation in how they were raised.
0: mm-hmm I, th- I think he's the only boy, okay he had many sisters,
2: and there were, and like women wouldn't be queen at that time or anything. It was always king.
1: They could
0: be. Yeah, it was it's yeah. interesting actually because I think if the king dies and the she's the regent pharaoh and she marries another man, that man becomes pharaoh. Is what I read. Okay. So there's probably power plays in both sexes.
2: Mm.
0: He did he was married. Can you tell us about his wife? What he thought of his wife?
2: Mm. Feels like it's something that would have been decided for him. If he died at 17, like, everything happened super young.
1: He didn't die at 17, he died at oh, 18, 18. and 19.
2: Okay, it's young, but it feels like something happened at 17. She was chosen for you. Is she older than him?
0: Possibly.
1: I don't know.
2: it be interesting to find this out after. Are there something kind of gross about it to me? Hmm. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> or do you know something? Yeah. I was wondering why you say that. It just feels wrong. Like, either incestuous or predatory.
0: Incestuous. sister. You married a sister. Yeah. Or half-sister? Half-sister.
2: Okay, that's it then. Something, something felt really off. I was like, this isn't... <laughs> okay.
1: How did he feel about that?
2: Is this my grossness? <laughs> is this my disgust or his disgust? Yeah, I'm wondering whose it is. <laughs> or is that just how it's being translated to me?
1: Because that's how I know what it was. That's it not was wrong. That's not something that's uncommon.
2: I know. So okay. So maybe it's just mine. That's how. It well, works. I just
1: want to know. Maybe I want to know what he's feeling okay. like.
2: How are you feeling about marrying your sister? He kind of doesn't really have much of an opinion.
1: Maybe it's just what it you do.
2: Normal, yeah. And it was chosen for him. It's like, it's kind of sad. It's almost like love, romantic love doesn't really exist in that line. How could it? Yeah.
0: Like, how would you have romantic love for your sibling?
2: But I mean, even if being born into that, you kind of don't have a choice. You don't get to pick love.
0: Can you tell us at all about how, I mean, I'm I'm curious about the 17 point, like okay. if that was, yeah,
2: I just get the feeling that things take a dark turn
0: tell me more
2: it's a pivotal moment in his reign why is it everything kind of goes black ask me something I'm just seeing black let me see here do you know anything about him at 17
0: no not you know i know he did make certain sweeping changes during his reign okay. and so it'd be interesting to know if that that came from him Let's or just okay, nice right. that. yeah
2: is this is this something he did or is this something that happened to him or around him
0: that someone else did in his
1: name. Who decided these changes, him or somebody else? Yeah, that's
2: a good question. Okay, I'm getting a feeling that his entire reign was never really his, which feels wrong to me because his energy feels so much purer and nicer than anyone else. And it's like he could have, if he lived longer, he could have changed things and made it his own. But Mm. he was... Caught in the ages where he was most malleable. And so he was kind of just a figurehead. Or well, it was almost like a chess piece, actually.
0: There's probably different factions.
2: And there wasn't. there's not only one person moving the chess pieces on the chessboard. So he's not controlled by one person.
1: Did he notice anybody else trying to, I guess, take his position? Or even out him? Move him out of the way?
2: See, this is where it feels like... There's people of his father's time who are getting involved.
0: And are those people in support of his father or in opposition to his father?
2: There's people in support of his father, but there's also people in opposition. Oh, God, this is so weird. Okay, so it's like there's at least two groups of people moving the pieces on this chessboard for their own interest. So within this institution, there's a split at least two ways. And both are like trying to manipulate the situation for their benefit. But there's definitely some of these people, at least one group of these people are on the father's side. They're from his rule. And then there's other people who probably were also there during his father's rule but never agreed with what the father was doing and therefore this is their time to make a change. Yeah?
0: Yeah, and they're using him or they're trying to influence him. Or they don't even need him?
2: They don't even really need him. He's Like I said, he's just kind of a figurehead. He's a chess piece and it's a formality to pass anything through the king.
0: Okay. So does that mean that these people or these forces would have wanted him to stay alive? Or was it more convenient having him be this young king that they could use?
2: For at least a while, it's more convenient to have him alive because if somebody else came in and they were of like an older age where they had their own opinions That would have been more of a threat It would have given them less opportunity to make changes in this liminal period
0: Can you tell us about his death?
2: Feeling something like in the throat or like choking or coughing Do we know how he died? Hmm. Wait don't there tell is. me but okay Just checking that we know. I feel like it could be poison because mm. it's like a spluttering feeling, and a holding my throat.
1: Does he know who would poison him?
2: It feels really weird to say, but I'm hearing sister? I'm hearing, like, family, maybe. Mm. Oh, or is interesting. It? Why? But At least involved in it. They may not have led it.
1: The Game of Thrones in Egypt.
2: Yeah. So he's not the only chess piece. There are other members of the family, probably even his wife and sister, that were used too. So it wasn't, if it, his sister played a role in this, it wasn't her decision, she wasn't taking the lead. But I feel like there's someone close to him who carries out the deed.
0: Hmm. So he didn't die of natural causes from what you can tell or what you feel. How was his health?
2: I'm hearing like I was a sickly child but I still don't know if I believe that means he had to die then.
0: Yeah, your sense is that it wasn't, it wasn't natural.
1: Yeah, that's poison. What did you read?
0: Well, I think there's different theories. Before you, you say, I'm just wondering if, yeah, does he say anything about, say at that age, any physical problems he was having or sicknesses that he had? Like, was he in general really healthy, and then all of a sudden this thing happened, or was he not?
2: No, I don't feel that he was perfectly healthy, like I said, sickly child, so it feels like maybe there were things that reoccurred over time.
0: Do you know anything about his physical characteristics?
2: I'm getting the sense that it's like, it's the right decision to wipe out somebody who's weak, too weak for rule, Mm -hmm. and he's becoming of an age where... He could rule by himself. But they think he's too weak to Yeah. Physically. So then that's where I feel someone intervenes. Huh.
0: Okay. What did what did you get for a cause of death? Do you want us to to say? They don't know, we know they sort sort of of
2: know. Yeah.
0: But they have a sm they have a skeleton. Okay.
1: Yeah. Poison is pretty much. That's what you were Some people say. Oh (laughs) your near death experiencer friend. She was told he was poisoned. Okay. And
0: bang on Vic got that. yeah he was also sickly because his parents were also brother and sister and um. I think his parents were brother and sister so by the time it got to him um, they say that his skeleton like his vertebrae yeah. was completely fused so he would have mm-hmm. not been able to move his neck and that he had a club foot and walked with a cane and there's canes found in his tomb as well as who knows what else comes from that. Oh, there's missing bones in his feet that oh, just God. didn't exist. Oh, and that he had very wide hips, like uh, female like his father, hips. Yeah. His father had wide hips?
1: Yeah, he was. He had wide hips, very long at school. Um, there's yes, there's yes, yes, statues the big, of him.
0: The big head, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, he was very tall.
0: It's a lot of
2: inbreeding. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So just, just for the listeners, when I bring up my NDE friends or friend, there's some NDE years that I've, because I used to host NDE groups, and there's some NDE years that were giving, were told about the past and what really happened, like what really happened to JFK, what really happened to Common, who Akhenaten really was, all that stuff. And I've picked their brains for, and especially one person's brain for 20 years, and we're really good friends. And so she told me all this stuff, and and a lot of the things, are just theories, like there is a theory that he was poisoned, Um, she was told, my NDE friend was told that he was poisoned, and I thought it was at 18, but it probably, actually, it might be 19.
2: So there's future stuff they said too. Of what? They made future, your NDE has made future predictions.
1: Oh, which, yeah.
0: Which stands for near-death experiencers.
1: NDE stands for near-death experience. And they always say there's no near about it. They're dead. They're dead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's... the
2: things that they've said that will happen, have these things gone true?
1: Oh, yes. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, we're living in one right now. Okay. So
2: there's some proof for you guys. And, and <laughs> I wish,
1: so Roe, I was telling my girlfriend for years that Roe versus Wade would be...
0: That's right. Up. I remember you saying that, yeah. too.
1: But it's not going to last too long. And that the IRS, soon after Roe versus Wade, and, and soon doesn't mean anything to angels. It could be like 20, 50 years mm-hmm. to them, because that's like a yeah. blink of an eye. That the IRS would also be, IRS is the Internal Revenue Service of the United States of America. That is an illegal institution. And soon after the Roe versus Wade thing, again, I don't know how soon, soon is, that will be disbanded as well and we will be going on a different tax system. So, and they were told that's a good thing. Anyway, that's 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 <laughs> one of a 100,000 things I was told for the future. And the one film that to, I
0: thought was interesting when you said your friend texted you in 2018 and
1: 2017
0: 2017 yeah. and said the vaccine mandates are coming.
1: Yeah, and that she's she has to go underground, which when that would happen, she needed to go. She sold her she got out of her house, bought a van and we said goodbye because I'd known her for 20 years. We're good, good friends. They, when she had died, they said there's going to be time in her life, this time during the vaccine mandates, that she would need to go underground off the grid. And so she got a van with her with her animals and built a bed in the back, bathroom, all this stuff, had help with her, from her brother. and And I said goodbye and I haven't seen her since. Wow. So I haven't <laughs> talked to her either. She
0: was three years early.
1: Yeah, and she's, to be prepared. she told me how long she's going to be gone, but I won't.
2: Right, that's a secret. But that, no, that's I think it's just good information for listeners. If, like, well, you can't prove the stuff that happened in the past, but if these ears are saying stuff for the present and the future, like, it's fucking happening. So who's to say their past revelations aren't true, too?
0: Yeah. I'm curious now just about, like, his tomb and his burial and the discovery of it, like... How does what's his take on all of that? Was it meant for him to be found? I mean, probably, or he wouldn't
1: have been. This another question Um, I have. What the curse?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's just see. Was he meant to be found? It's funny. I'm hearing like people nowadays just can't leave things in the past. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and like we're just digging and digging and trying to find everything. So I don't necessarily believe that these people were buried in this way or to be found no it was just their ritual ceremony way of doing it and we like to dig for answers yeah no I agree with
0: that that was kind of a weird question I guess
1: why is there a curse so there's a curse when people go into the King Tut tomb Mm -hmm. which is quite for those listeners you should probably look up the King Tut's tomb it's really kind of cool it's very vast and interesting and know. it was
0: found nearly intact yeah so that's made it the first one like that that had most of all the splendor Bo-
1: boats in there and- yes yeah. yeah
0: so much gold so much yeah. gold and like all the, the stuff socks. it was slightly plundered in the first the first entrance room had been like grave robbers had been there but they hadn't made it into the main area and like his his sarcophagus is incredible and the, the artistry of you know, his death mask. And then also, like, there's, like, I don't know how many different coffins all, like, nestled inside each other. And then these carved boxes for each one. And it's it's very cool. But, yeah, that, that like, just when his tomb was found, it, it just spurred this whole Egypt Egypt
2: mania. Oh, okay. Egypt mania is in, like, the whole world by Egypt crazy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But right you
2: said there's a curse.
1: There is they a curse say. in there, yeah. apparently. We'll see. That's not something... I never asked my near-death experience friends about that, so... But there's apparently a curse.
2: Who says
0: this? Well, just that certain people that have found the tumor been in it have died shortly after. Oh. So yeah, something that like could be cons- contrived, but...
1: It could be contrived, and... I don't know, maybe there's something in the... as The poison still hanging maybe, in the Maybe air? something in there, because, like, there's a curse in... The Amazon rainforest. If you go to this, you know the, the Golden City. I forget what city, uh, Diablo or something like that. You will soon after die. And they so these these group of people recently went down there. And they found out why the tribes never go in there, and there's a curse in there, and why they would die. Well, there's these certain bugs in there. That if they bite you, you get a you get a disease. You get this parasitic mm-hmm. disease, and you shortly die after there. Oh. And so that's why. So I'm wondering if maybe there's some tie in with that. Okay. And again, I don't know if it's parasitic disease. It's some type of illness that these bugs give you.
2: I mean, I believe in curses, and I believe that people can place these spells in or around places or on people. But is there one there? Let's see. I do get the sense that in this time when someone's... I'm going to call it buried, even though they're kind of not... Curse isn't ringing true to me, but spell, the word spell is so like a protection spell or something placed around mm, it that makes sense. Um, for that person's soul, yeah. spirit, but I don't sense that it's like if anyone comes in here, they die. I, I don't feel anything like really dark there.
0: How did he feel about being, having his tomb found?
2: In a sense, it doesn't matter all that much to him. For a soul, that doesn't really...
0: He didn't care about getting to be famous?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, finally, I didn't get to really rule, but now they know who I am.
1: Did he know his father well?
2: It feels more that he watched him from afar. Like I said, when we talked about his childhood, he feels more lonely. Like he's roaming the halls by himself because he's separate from his sisters. Or we'll treated differently than they
1: are. Did he learn more about his father from other people or is it from his own experience and observations?
2: It feels like he learns most from the group of people who are supporters of his father when he's king. It feels a bit like a manipulation tactic to kind of like tell king of all the great things they believe his father did and you should continue doing this like your father was doing because it's going to lead to this and this and this and this. And the other people who aren't supportive of the father, so who are opposition, don't feel that they would have said as much because that probably would have been what we now call blasphemy. So it doesn't feel like there's that much opportunity to hear terrible things about his father.
0: Out of these two obviously very distinct camps, what direction did he lean, who who did he identify more with? Even though he didn't have a whole lot of say in it, You must have had a personal opinion.
2: I'm seeing that in these two camps, so the opposition camp, I'm seeing a thread of light going through it. So there's like a shred of hope there, which is the light that King Tut also has in him.
0: That's the one opposing the father. Yes.
2: And then the supporters of the father feels like a darker energy, but they're doing a good job at sucking King Tut into that. But it's like there is still this cord and attachment of light through the opposition to the father. So it doesn't feel like all hope was lost and he completely sided with that what his father was doing was right. It's hard, I don't even feel like he really knows.
0: I wonder if he was just removed from all of that.
2: Like I said earlier, it's playing out around him. Like it's not
0: It's not like he ever had to make a decision about it, therefore didn't really like choose, perhaps. I no. don't know.
2: I don't feel like it came to that. It was just kind of done for him.
0: Hmm. Um, does he have anything to say about Nefertiti, this famous mother-in-law?
2: She kind of feels like one of the leaders of the supporters of his father. She was? Okay. I see her, like, at the front, and she's got a staff that kind of is, like, black and gold or something, and wearing some kind of hat with gold on it too. she's like leading, but there's a lot of black, black color there. Hmm. Don't know if she wore it or that's just Mm -hmm. depicting a dark energy to me.
0: And does he, like, what does he feel about her?
2: Okay. Is this mine or is this his? I don't sense that he ever really warmed to her. Even if he didn't consciously know or could like describe how he felt and make sense of it, it's like he knows that she's not good. Really? Yeah.
0: So this is interesting to me because I, I feel I get the sense that, you know, Brandon's position on the father is a very positive one, that this man was doing great things um, and changing, you know, this like corrupt priesthood with, you know, all these deities that punish people. and And then, but then you're saying that the older religion, the one that the father overthrew, but then came back, during King Tut's time, is is the lighter one? I find that really interesting. Is that am I correct? And like that's your assessment? Yeah,
1: one of my favorite people is his father Akhenaton, and he was he's the one I just love. I've written a book about him, and hmm. yeah, so I say for what reasons? A couple reasons. Do you know Drummel Melchizedek? No, um, well, sort
0: of. I've heard the
2: name
1: Drumbel before, but <laughs> So this can get very woo-woo, but Melchizedek is in, in like. Is that like detector
2: removes dark things.
1: And Mo, well, Drumlum Melchizedek is a walking. He came in the oh, 1970s. Okay. Um, right, this is this someone else I'm
2: thinking of? Uh,
1: his story is that he was started doing meditation with his wife in Victoria, BC. No, Vancouver, BC, in the forest, and in, in his own little cabin. Uh, he was trying to get away from all the government politics and all this stuff, and just live his life. And he started doing meditation with this, I think it was a Thai guru taught him meditation. And then I think after several years, seeing his wife open their eyes during one meditation, there's a different person right there. It's it's a person named Thoth, who was an Egyptian and Atlantis, very famous person, mystic. And he um, told him the history of mankind, of humankind. And and all a million other things, like we need to teach everybody the Merkaba so we can get the ascension of humanity going. But he also told him about Akhenaten and the importance of having that ruler come in and completely change how Egypt and that region were thinking because they were going into a very system-based, religious type of government and taking away freedom and all this stuff. And here comes this very... Weird-looking guy, but he had an intellect like no other, and he even had a larger brain, and his skull was elongated, and elongated skulls back then were very much worshipped, and and uh, because they're more extraterrestrial, I guess, and he uh, he changed the way, and he f- he faced unbelievable criticism and everything, but he had to do it. He changed the way that. He even changed where the capital was. But they also named it Akitetan, the, the capital that he moved to. And anyway, he changed the religion, changed the art, changed the concepts of government, uh, gave freedom, almost kind of like writing the Constitution of the United States of America. But he was written out of the history by the priests because they didn't like what he did. And he disappeared after 17 years of rule. Anyway, my friend was told about him too, my near-death experience friend that I knew the most, and she was told that King Tut and him and Akhenaten were avatars, and Tut was poisoned. That's why I have this love for Akhenaten, that's why I think this way.
0: How does that fit what comes through for you when you're saying that?
2: I don't want to start questioning everything I've just picked up on, so I'm not going to go there. But... um Let's see how that could fit in, if it does. But definitely still gonna stick with it. There's, there's two factions, there's two sides. One does feel lighter and one does feel darker. And I still have that feeling that there's, there are people of his father's rule where I'm saying I called it a rot, like it needs to be cut out. Um, now that doesn't have to mean that his father as a leader is a bad person but there are 100%, for me, a group of people who feel like dark energy, darker forces. that don't feel good.
1: The historians kind of paint Akhenaten as crazy, rebel, this nut, pharaoh.
2: Well, sometimes people have to do bad things for humanity. So maybe it doesn't mean he's not like a avatar or, you know. Had a mission. Yeah, but that maybe it needed to be in a brutal way or, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I you're probably right. I don't
0: know. It's interesting, it's just really interesting to have the two. What was King Tut's mission in that life?
2: First I feel like asking, did he fulfill it? He really just does feel like a lighter energy, potentially because he's young. What is your mission in this life? Funny that we're talking about like his skeleton and how he's got vertebrae Because 'cause I'm hearing like to have more backbone. <laughs> <laughs> not literally. Um, yeah, I feel
1: sorry for that guy. He came in just. Sounds kind of shitty. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's just like very fickle and it's. He's not really got much to work with.
1: As a soul, I think he came in to experience a rarity, that kind of physical body. Probably something yeah. to check off your mission list.
2: Yeah. Be physically deformed. Firstly, okay, I want to say this. I feel like we should save a conversation with his father for a whole other day, because I'm thinking about like you know your theory of what you believe, and I'm like I don't feel like I can have a real say on that until I tune into yeah, him and it's his just his, it's just my person.
1: belief. It's not doesn't mean it's correct. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean
2: 100 percent of what I'm saying could be yeah. bullshit. Who knows?
1: Um, the one thing that I've heard is you got Nefertiti's kind of spot on.
2: Okay. Right, mission, 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 mission. it just feels a bit lackluster.
1: <laughs>
2: king <laughs> of Egypt, but
1: yeah. I kind of yeah. <laughs> It kind of sounds like he was king of Egypt, but not really.
2: Yeah, he
0: wasn't. Yeah, yeah. he's all show, he's all the gold. And,
1: and I, wonder if, I wonder if he just wasn't shown around much too because of the way he looked. Because who would be afraid of that king? Yeah. I mean, because I mean, respect, respect, and afraid because you know there's there's a lot of um, invading well armies too. They hit
2: that I said as well. It felt like he was spent time locked away.
1: Yeah, I would think so. I don't think he spent much time at all with his father.
0: The other thing I was gonna say, and I I can't remember what I read about the mother, but apparently there was a plague that went Mm. through, and a bunch of the sisters died. I think he had like six sisters a bunch of them died i think his mother might have died they thought maybe nefertiti had died but they don't think, think they're she's not down sure south. now yeah so i was just wondering if there was anything like that too or he's had a, like a lot of grief or something in his childhood around losing so many people close to him but maybe they weren't close to him like you said if they were kept separate
2: mm. it's interesting it, it feels like that kind of thing doesn't have as much of an effect not that grief and stuff didn't exist then, but things are more normal, aren't they? Dying young, Yeah, people. it's just
0: part of life. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Just feels a little bit like head in the clouds If she's just kind of plodding along and it's just controlled. He doesn't really feel very much like his own person, but he definitely does have a lighter energy. So I'm feeling like there could have been opportunity there for him to do something if he would have lived longer
0: maybe when he was 25. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Was he of sound mind?
2: Feels like it. It feels like there's something I'm hearing now about finding his inner strength. I think that was perhaps the mission, is to like find that inner strength, that inner power, despite your physical deformity, the people around you controlling you. And I just feel like he didn't get there. Because somebody stopped him. Mm but also just such a challenge. Yeah. That's, that's actually, I feel bad now, stuff I said. <laughs> Lackluster. <laughs> um, he lived a very challenging life, so his mission was a big one. Yeah, okay. I don't believe that he failed, but... Didn't quite. Didn't. Yeah, You know what you mean. Yeah, this, he didn't really find that full in strength, I don't believe. Okay. Or maybe he started, and that's why they poisoned him. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Okay, well I I don't know that I have any more questions yeah. at this time. Yeah. Do you guys? I feel like
1: it's starting to slow down. And we
2: can wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Any final words from King Tut? Kind of feeling like you can lay me to rest now. I mean, he's probably been back a bunch of times since then, so. Yeah, yeah actually that's kind of funny. Oh. <laughs>
1: what, what, what's that smile?
2: Uh, it's like, um, we're talking about his mission in that life is like inner strength and finding it and I'm like well you've found it now in another life in, in more lives so like, yeah,
1: I'm told he's in this life right now
2: okay maybe he is yeah. this, so, so much has happened since he was that person that it's yeah. kind of funny it to like
0: evolution as much well. yeah oh, okay very interesting well I'm just really happy that he came to say hello and yeah, I enjoyed so meeting much. him and it's so cool to talk to an Egyptian pharaoh from three thousand years ago. So very honored. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank
2: you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Anything you guys want to say? That was so interesting. But I feel like, oh my God, I need to because I read a lot, and it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. All the stuff going on in that period it's of time. It's really
1: complicated. Yeah. It is, so especially I if you add that, everything that that's one of the most complicated times, I think. It's like a whole rearrangement and then back again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So where does all this information come from? From um, like hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah. From
1: from written by the scribes.
0: Stuff in the yeah. tombs, also from other cultures. Like there was this one thing that I read about, which is that his wife, the sister, apparently there was two mummified fetuses in the tomb as well. So, again, like I mean, by then I think they probably couldn't have viable pregnancies, being that inbred.
2: I was going to ask if he had children. Yeah, he became king after.
0: Uh, that he was the end of that line.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. I'm gonna get on Google after this.
0: And oh yeah, and then so his wife apparently wrote. Well, they're not sure, but they found it within the the archives of one of their warring, like I think it's the Hittites or the Assyrians or somebody that they found this note from the queen. they weren't sure which one it was from. They've been trying to figure it out. And it was saying that my husband has just died. I will marry one of your sons and they will become pharaoh. Please help me. I'm scared.
1: Hmm. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. And so they think that it was actually his wife who wrote that. And for her to look for a husband outside of Egypt is like never done. So they're like, well, why was she scared? Like, so then if he was murdered, and they think maybe they're coming after her, that Mm. if she had married someone, they would have become pharaoh. But then, yeah, I don't know what happened right after Tad. Obviously, the line ended so somebody else got power, Mm. and that was the end of that. So that's just another interesting tidbit. Yeah. But yeah, lots of political intrigue, it seems, hey?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And also, I just want to remind myself and ask some people that, history at that point is probably written only by the people who are you know educated or other scribes and you can write what you want like yeah we don't know anything for certain yeah so
0: they say that even with king tut there's like pictures of him and a chariot fighting but they're like with his physical condition there's no way he could do that but it's all propaganda like you don't want to think your king kings yes, of some weakling exactly. so yeah go do that most people they didn't have tv yeah most people would never know so it's like, it's yeah. really hard to put it all together. But I think when we do little interviews like this, it just gives us a few little extra tidbits to work yeah. with and, and helps inform mm. uh, whatever the building narrative mm. is around him.
2: It's hard for me to not question myself and be like, oh, well, the history says a completely different thing to what you just picked up.
0: But what the heck like, do well, they know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. And uh, one more thing. How was it for you doing something so old?
2: That was the most comfortable I felt doing something old. Something so old, yeah.
0: Yeah. Seemed like you came through pretty strong and gentle and all of that. All right. Well, that means we get to do more.
1: Sounds like a good do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, you, everybody. Thank you. See you next time.